In this episode of Messed Up Origins, we're talking about one of the strangest figures I've ever come across in any mythos. Ratatosker the Squirrel. Anyone who's played the past two God of War games knows about Ratatosker. In God of War 4, he shows up to assist the player in battle while simultaneously dismantling their self-esteem, one disparaging comment at a time. You two really suck at this. <laughs> I hate you. But in Ragnarok, we learn that bitter little bastard is only a spectral component of the real Ratatosker, who's actually rather pleasant to be around and has dedicated himself to maintaining the health of Yggdrasil, the world tree which holds in its branches the nine realms that make up reality. But is this an accurate representation of the Ratatosker that's found in Norse myth? The truth is, it's complicated, so today I'm gonna break down everything that we know about the squirrel, in-game and myth, just for you. First though, I want to say thank you to the sponsor who made this week's episode possible, our good friends at Squarespace. For over a decade now, Squarespace has been empowering entrepreneurs and creatives, giving us the tools we need to build beautiful websites with ease, efficiency, and without breaking the bank. They have dozens of award-winning website templates to help you get started, and their intuitive interface lets you drag and drop boxes as needed. So formerly cumbersome processes like creating galleries to show off artwork, listing products for sale or collecting emails for community newsletters becomes almost effortless. And have I mentioned all of this can be done inside your web browser? Because the fact that you don't have to download anything to use Squarespace is the cherry on top for me. So whether you want to give your business a fresh new online identity or get professional with your passion, you can go to squarespace.com slash John Solo to start your completely free trial. And when your site is ready for launch, use code John Solo to get 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Where do I begin with Ratatosker? Honestly, it's a hard question to answer because I could summarize everything that we know about him in a single sentence. You know what? I'm gonna do that just to satisfy the guppies watching, but the real Norse nerds and God of War fans should stick around because I guarantee you'll appreciate how the mythos influenced the game. All right, so Ratatosker is a mythical squirrel, not necessarily a god, but certainly a divine being to some capacity who runs up and down Yggdrasil, passing insults between Neithog, the serpent who chews at Yggdrasil's roots, and the eagle who perches at the top of Yggdrasil. You might not realize he's a squirrel at first glance because for some reason the oldest depiction we have of him shows a horn on his head, but the theory is that the 17th century illustrator who made this had never actually seen a squirrel since they're not native to Iceland. Red squirrels can be found in Norway though, so the God of War developer's decision to make in-game Ratatoskar a red squirrel totally tracks. And that's everything. We're not told why he's passing insults back and forth, or why Neithog and the Eagle have beef, though I suspect that their feud's been exacerbated by the squirrel. The exact words that are used in the Prozetta are, the squirrel called Ratatosker runs up and down the length of the ash, bearing envious words between the Eagle and Neithog, and we're left to interpret what envious words actually means as well as what his name means. The accepted interpretation among experts is that it translates to drill tooth, but that's never been confirmed beyond a shadow of a doubt. There is one other mention of Ratatosker in Grimnismal, a poem found in the Poetic Edda, but all we really gain from it is confirmation that the envious words are insulting. A squirrel is named Ratatosk. He runs along the trunk of Yggdrasil. He takes the words of the eagle and tells his insults to Neithog below. Now considering that's literally all that we know about Ratatosker, I would say his portrayal in God of War 4 was the most accurate. Not the most pleasant, mind you. Your shield is sh 
But him appearing out of thin air just to roast you is reminiscent of his relationship with the eagle and the serpent. Suck it! His appearance in God of War Ragnarok is where things get funky. And funky doesn't mean bad, it just means the developers got creative with how they utilized the mythology. Because according to our Old Norse resources, there are even more creatures living among Yggdrasil's branches than Ratatoskr, Neithhog, and the Eagle. There's also the four stags, who are theorized to represent the four seasons, or four elements, earth, wind, water, and fire, and the Norns, the Norse weavers of fate, who live by the Well of Ord located by one of the tree's roots. The poetic Edda states that Yggdrasil endures more pain than anyone can imagine. The stags are constantly eating its leaves, Neithog and her babies are chewing at its roots, and the side of the tree is rotting away. The Norns are responsible for repairing some of this damage by taking water from their well along with clay and patching up any weaknesses they can find but they're just delaying the tree's inevitable destruction. Interestingly though, the God of War developers flip this on its head. They present these creatures like they're helping Yggdrasil. The deer and serpents aren't selfishly devouring the tree, they're making sure it doesn't get overgrown. If the branches were to become too heavy, they might snap, which would be catastrophic for the realms they hold up. Also, instead of the Norns taking care of the tree, that responsibility is Ratatoskers, and he takes it very seriously, even going so far as to refer to Yggdrasil as his tree and the Holdra brothers as his tenants, even if Sindri doesn't quite agree with this. Your tree, huh? Yes, my tree. He's not the landlord. <laughs> Granted, leading up to Ragnarok, Ratatoskr doesn't appear to be very good at his job and even admits to this at one point. Recent events would seem to conspire to suggest that, insofar as my bailiwick is the protection of the world tree, I am, not to put too fine a point on it, bad at my job. But in his defense, Odin was secretly plotting against him, so it's probably not an accurate reflection of his abilities or how much he cares. Not to mention the poor squirrel is confined to the realm between realms, unable to venture into Midgard, Asgard, Svartalfheim, or any of the others, a trade-off he accepted in exchange for immortality. So when Neithog's babies escape, and when the deer are set loose by another one of Ratatoskr's spectral aspects, he has no way to retrieve them without Kratos' help. Speaking of his spectral aspects, the Ratatoskr in myth is never described as having the same powers as the one in the game, where he can break off parts of his personality and emotions into their own separate being. But that power might still have roots in Norse mythology all the same. This is just a theory, but Ratatoskr's ability reminds me of the Norse concept of the soul, which is made up of four components, the hammer, Huger, Haminya, and Filgya. For a more detailed breakdown of the Nordic soul, I recommend watching my episode on the messed up origins of Brock and Sindri. But for today, I just want to talk about the Filgya. The Filgya is essentially a guardian spirit that lives within us, and when we die, it'll race to the afterlife before the other three parts and attempt to convince the Norns of our worth so we're accepted into Valhalla. Sometimes, the Filgya takes the form of an animal, and the kind of animal is dependent on the person's personality. If someone has a relaxed disposition, their Filgya would be an animal that could be tamed and live among humans, like an ox, goat, or boar. If a person is reckless with no self-control, their Filgya might be a wolf, bear, lion, leopard, or another wild beast. To reiterate, Filgir are not spirit animals, but a part of the soul that's independent of the soul's owner and reflects the owner's nature, which is where the connection to Ratatoskr comes in with each of his spectral aspects embodying a part of his nature. It's not a perfect comparison because a Filgya is only supposed to leave the body once the host is dead and is certainly not supposed to argue with its host at any point. Bitter? 
Would you like to come out and see your friends? But remember, Ratatosker is immortal. He cannot die, so his fill gear would have no purpose for existing, unless it protects him in another way, by embodying the parts of his personality and emotions that burden him. This way, he can tend to his responsibilities without becoming bitter, arrogant, anxious, or too fixated on making sure everything goes perfect. The emotions do feed on themselves though, so he does have to reabsorb them from time to time lest they become too pronounced and unbearable but the temporary relief that he gets from shedding them probably makes his job easier. I know that'd be the case if I had that power. I wouldn't have done 40 takes of the previous line, even though the first one was fine. It needs to be perfect. So let's do one more, then five more, then 20 in a row. Now that you know everything there is to know about Ratatosker, I want to take a quick moment to address some theories that experts have about him because we've never come across another character like him in any other mythos, and I for one want to know why the Norse people believed in a gossipy cosmic squirrel. Like I can understand what the serpents and stags symbolize. As you all know, Ragnarok, the end of the world as we know it, was a vital part of the Norse mythos, and these creatures snacking on Yggdrasil puts emphasis on its mortality, and along with it, the mortality of the cosmos. But a drama-starting squirrel? What has he got to do with anything? Well, according to some scholars, Ratatosker might not actually have been a drama starter originally. It's been suggested that for one reason or another, that detail was added by the prose edda's author, the Icelandic poet Snorri Sturluson. I'm not sure if I buy that though, because the aforementioned poems in the Poetic Edda also mention his passing insults back and forth, and those poems were written prior to Snorri writing the prose edda. That's why he's able to quote and reference them throughout the book. A theory I prefer a lot more comes from John Lindo in his book, Norse Mythology, A Guide to the Gods, Heroes, Rituals, and Beliefs. He says Ratatosker was likely described as a gossip because squirrels are lowly creatures, essentially tree-dwelling rats, and in the sagas, people who keep gossip and feuds going are rarely someone of high social status, so this behavior would be assigned to a relatively insignificant creature. To me, that makes sense. Here you've got a squirrel, a creature that's known for being a pest, and is confined to living in this tree forever. The tree already provides him with all the food he could want, so what else is there for a squirrel to do besides run up and down it, causing problems between the other residents? Not to mention that European tree squirrels are known for aggressively chattering whenever they think danger is afoot, be it an eagle, a serpent, or a human approaching their tree. And experts state that it wouldn't take much imagination to think the squirrel is saying nasty things to these potential threats. Personally, I find that hilarious and believable, but I'm curious to hear what you think of all this. Do you agree or disagree with these theories? Or do you have one of your own? Let me know by hitting up Messed Up Origins on social media. As always, links to our TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter can be found in the description. Then remember to sacrifice those five star and follow buttons to the gods because they go a long way in supporting the podcast and you'll get more content related to myth and folklore sent to your device every Friday morning. And what could be better than that? Also, make sure to tune in next Friday because our annual Halloween Spoopathon is starting a week early this year, and I've got a truly haunting story that you won't want to miss. Until then, though, I just want to say thank you all for tuning in. My name is John Solo, and remember, you're not my friend. I love you. You're not my friend. Goodbye. I love you. Good gracious.